Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Welcome to episode nine of the Triathlon ACT podcast. I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director of Triathlon ACT, and I'm here with Emily Stacey, our Sport Development Manager. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be back again. And we're getting some nice warm weather now, even in, even after Monday's snow. I know, it's just crazy. But yeah, overall, the temperatures are creeping up, which is really nice. Brilliant. And last weekend, we had the ACT Duathlon Champs out at Stromlo Forest Park. Great turnout, around 150 competitors. What was the highlight for you? Ooh, the highlight for me was, I don't know, actually the bacon and egg roll that I had. Bacon and rolls. Second breakfast. It was good. Fantastic. You know what the highlight was for me? What's that? Seeing so many amazing volunteers out there with beautiful smiles doing a fantastic job ensuring that the athletes can have a great race and enjoy their experience. Yeah, and a lot of those people were there at 5.30, so before the sun was even up, and they're kind of, yep, like, sign in, ready to go, what can I do to help? And it was great to see so many new people doing it as well. We had new course managers, we had people getting involved for the very first time. And you know, that's exciting for the sport. We need some sustainability and we need some succession planning inside our events because without events, the sport does not exist. Yeah, I think we had a lot of really good support from the clubs as well in Canberra. And, and that was seen by how many volunteers from all of the clubs that we had. Yeah, so for those in our membership or those listening to the podcast who are not aware, the Triathlon ACT events are actually a combined Triathlon ACT and club event. So they're run together. We do a lot of pre-planning behind the scenes. A lot of the administration or all the administration work is done by Triathlon ACT office. So that's uh, Emily and myself in the office. But then the clubs are the ones that bring the people together and help run the operations on the day. So without the clubs, we would not have events. So make sure that you help out where you can with events and support the clubs and make sure we can have some fantastic races for everyone. So thank you once again for all the volunteers and to those 150 athletes who are out there giving their absolute best. Few smiles on their faces, some got a bit serious, but remember, we're out there having a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's a bit tough for them coming out of a Canberra winter to be racing. Like not many of them are feeling super fit at like September, it's very early, but it was really nice to see everyone really give it a good crack. Definitely. Now, we've got Club Novice programs about to kick off. So on the 8th of October, the, both the Bilbies and Vikings Novice programs will commence. And on the 14th of October, Females in Training. Now, last week, they had the Females in Training Information Night. You can still register if you wish to join the Females in Training Novice program. For both, the Bilbies are going to be on the 1st of October, 6.30pm at the Ruck in Turner. And on the 25th of September, so in a, in a day or two's time, you've got the Vikings Club Novice Program Information Night, 7.30pm, Town Centre in Greenway in Tungnarong. Uh, make sure you get along. Now, those Club Novice Programs are amazing. They're world-class, aren't they, Emily? They just, are. just incredible programs. You know, for you, you did the Novice Program a couple of... No, you haven't done the Novice Program. I, but... I didn't do the Novice Program. I was... Um scheduling was a problem for me like when we first moved to Canberra small kids being like 
the, the time that the, the novice sessions were on was peak madness time. So it was like, <laughs> nah. But um, I've seen a lot of the people go through the novice programs and it's something that I, I do kind of regret that I missed out on because mm. they definitely, like building that those relationships inside triathlon has been really important for a lot of people and I can see the value in that, absolutely. Yeah, for, so for people who are starting out in the sport, it can be quite daunting, right? To, you know, what do I wear? You know, how much training do I need to do? What do I need to know for race day? Where do I register? Where do I, you know, where, where do I go for a run, etc.? And so it's, you know, having that support network around you and that community of a club novice program is fantastic. And the people that run those great programs have put together a fantastic schedule, which means that you progress throughout the eight to nine weeks leading into the Jackie Fairweather Memorial Triathlon, which is on the 30th of November. And it's all targeted around making sure that you know the rules, you have the right skills, that you can race safely, and you can complete the event um, in some sort of comfort and have a great time in your first ever race. And having other people around you builds accountability and having accountability is really, really important. So make sure you check them out. Now, over the past couple of weeks, we've had something quite fun to do called the Beginner Triathlete, Emily. So what, what's that all about? So the Beginner Triathlete is kind of, we're talking about the Novice Program, an extension of that, where you and I get to discuss kind of starting points for anyone who's wanting to get into triathlon. And we do go over like, what do you wear? How do you get into to training? And what sort of training should you be doing? And yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we're in front of the camera on TV. <laughs> so the beginner triathlete is for first timers to the sport. And we're gonna be running regular videos between September and February. And it just helps you whether you wanna be involved in a novice program or whether you wanna do your own training for your first ever race or whether you join another club that doesn't have a, a novice program but does have opportunities for novice athletes so we have 13 clubs everyone does provide opportunities for novices or sorry first people that are first timers to the sport and so you, you know there are lots of ways that you can get involved and give things a go and as you'll find out later in the show our act duathlon champs sprint distance winner had never done a triathlon or a duathlon before or even trained with a triathlon club so there are different ways that you can be involved in triathlon now we've got another one coming up this week so lots of fun you always learn a training tip we have a rule we have what's coming up next so you keep informed around the triathlon community and we just talk about you know that kind of phase that you might be in early season at the moment and then as you progress what's next in the sport for those new to triathlon so we've got a, an, a really fun show ahead of us. We're gonna be talking to uh, some of the athletes that competed at the Ironman 70.3 World Championships. We're also gonna be talking to the ACT Duathlon Championship winners for sprint and novice distance. And we've got lots of great tips and exciting information around our clubs, membership, and other things that happen in triathlon. Ready to go, Emily? Absolutely, let's get do it. On your marks, the latest and greatest results from our ACT athletes from around the globe, wherever they may be racing. The Sunshine Coast Ironman 70.3, Michael Entwistle in the 30 to 34 age group came sixth from Bilby's. Caitlin Davis, also from Bilby's, was fourth in her age group, 18 to 24. Trent Dawson, also a Bilby. Uh, 
30-35 age group did retire through injury, which was a bit sad after the bike leg. Um, both Michael and Trent are actually heading off to Kona, I believe. Brilliant. Which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. Um, Karen Waters, 28th in the 30 to 34 age group from JT Multisport. There was actually a whole swag of JT athletes out at Sunshine Coast. Chris Mutton came 73rd in the 20 to 25 age group. Matt O'Brien, 120th in the 40 to 49 age group. Team Leanne and Sharon, so that's Leanne Tennant and Sharon Humphreys, they came 15th in the relay from JT Multisport and Fit. Nicole Mills was 47th in the 45 to 49 age group. Amy Betts was 7th in the 18 to 24 age group from JT Multisport and Vikings. Neil Pappenfuss, 169th from in the 45 to 49 age group. And that was actually his first Ironman 70.3. Awesome. We love to see firsts. We really do. Uh, Paula Smith was 62nd in the 35 to 39 age group. Luke Healy was 52nd in the 45 to 49 age group from the Fit to Try Club. Ian Johnston, 61st in the 45 to 49 age group from Fit to Try as well. And Natasha Royal was 20th in 45 to 49 age group and combined fit to try and fit. Dave Halpin was 20th in the 30 to 34 age group from JT Multisport. Brian Humphreys, oh, that's a bit sad bear. He was unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately has a leg injury, so he was unable to run. Yeah, and Drew Forster was 46th in the 45 to 49 age group, also from JT Multisport. Brilliant. And back in home soil, we had the ACT Duathlon champs. So we're going to go top three here from the novice and top three from the sprint. So in the novice female, first place was Allocate Hussein from Hills Triathlon Club in Sydney. Second was Jamie O'Callaghan from Hills Triathlon Club. And third was Charlotte Tarbotten from MacArthur Tri Club, also up there in Sydney. In the novice males division, first place, Joshua Silverwood from PTC. Now he's made huge gains over the past year so really impressive to see him take out the win there second place talon cast dunbar t3c so two young juniors doing really well in that category and third place joel skipper from macarthur tri club in the sprint female division first place grace hoytink from jt mortis multi-sport second place chloe beta ptc was only about 30 seconds separating those two great battle there in third place, Jordan Rauter from JT Multisport. In the sprint male, first place, first ever duathlon. Comes from a cycling background. You'll hear from him later on. Trevor Spencer, um, so he's not a club member. He took out the title. Second place was Edward Langton from Hills Triathlon Club. And in third place, Cody Salter, also from Sydney in the MacArthur Tri Club. And we also had uh, happening over just this past couple of days up there in Port Stephens for the triple uh, the Tree X off-road triathlon in Nelson Bay. Jeff Williams from Vikings Triathlon Club finished fourth in the 55 plus standard distance event. So that's where they go mountain biking, trail running, and had an, a beautiful open water swim. It looked like they had a bit of a swell there. Uh, so congratulations to Jeff. On this week's Coach's Corner, we're here with Dave Williams from Fortitude Performance Coaching, and we're talking breaking the habit. Hi, Craig. Yes, look, this this uh, tip is about 
Um, every person, no matter who you are, have uh, we do things instinctively, which are which, which, which are habits. So whether it's a swim or a run or a ride, we do things naturally. From a coaching perspective, we like to, in order to make to improve, we need to isolate some of the habits that you have, break those habits, and create new habits. A habit is all about. Um, making things more instinctive, uh, more natural to do. So, yeah, so we form habits by repeatedly doing the same thing over and over and that's over. Right. Yes. And so we're now going to break that. So how do you break that habit? Well, what goes into breaking a habit to, re- to put something that's positive in there? We, I tend to, um, You've got to break down the movement. It's all about the body movement, the arm, whether it's an arm movement, a leg movement, a body movement, and it's breaking it down to its raw form. And then trying to say, for example, in a swim, your arm may not be in the correct position. So we need to first identify with the person, get them to understand that their arm is in that position. Oh, really, is it in that position? didn't know that type of thing and once they're aware that's where that's the starting point to create a new habit i'm here with uh, trevor spencer and he has just come off winning the act duathlon champs last weekend it's coming from a cycling background trevor tell us about your you know why you got into the act duathlon champs um, it's sort of something, an event, I sort of looked on the calendar and something different and I haven't done a duathlon or triathlon or anything before, but this year you got into a bit of running just as a bit of a different variety away from cycling. So logically it just made sense to combine a bit of cycling and running together and <clears throat> just living down the road from Stromlo itself was, yeah, pretty nice event to get to and have a crack at. So coming off the, you know, you're a fairly strong runner. Coming off the first run, you uh, you went too far behind the leaders, you know, with inside 30 seconds. So pretty strong first run. How did it feel going off the start line when everyone goes a little bit ballistic? Yeah, so sort of in my head, I was, I think I've run a few sort of low 17-minute 5Ks before. Um, I've done a 16, 50-ish once before, I think, going back to high school days. So... Um, haven't done a lot of running in the last few months, but sort of in my head, I was always thinking I could sort of give a minute away to the fast guys and hopefully claw it back on the bike. So I think the first lap went into a red well and truly, and then the last two and a half K lap, I was sort of backed off a little bit to try and not completely blow before a ride, but so it ended up working. So losing about 30 seconds and then getting them a bike. And what's your cycling background? Um, so I've done a lot of riding since sort of under 17s, under 19s, and then um, with sort of leg injuries, I've sort of stopped and haven't been able to do, I guess, too much competitive racing. Um, so then just sort of staying in the cycling for a bit of fun. So I've actually, I think back in 2014, I was having um, iliac artery endofibrosis, which is pretty common, I guess, in cyclists and triathletes. So where you get blood flow restriction into one leg and Obviously, having restricted blood flow into one leg means you can't really ride too fast. So that sort of made me stop cycling for a little bit, but still enjoy it for a bit of fun and enjoyment and can still do a bit of competitive racing here and there. 
And so coming off off the bike with about a 30 second lead, were you running scared on that final run or did you kind of have it all under control? Well, I definitely did lots of head turning to have a look at, um, I think, Ed. Ed was coming behind me. So, um, yeah, lots of head turning to see where he was at. Um, so I think he closed down on the back half, but I think he sort of blew a little bit in the last K. So definitely running scared. Definitely everything hurt, and it was a lot slow in the first run, and it wasn't very comfortable. But, yeah, I was pretty happy that it held on. Well, congratulations on your first ever duathlon and taking out the ACT duathlon champs. You know, we look forward to seeing you maybe in some triathlons this summer. Yeah, I'll have to work on a swim, not too much of a swimmer. So I can do a doggy paddle. <laughs> not too sure about a freestyle. Well, Trevor, thanks so much for your time. And once again, congratulations. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Craig. We're here with Grace Hoytink from JT Multisport. Last weekend, she won the ACT Duathlon Champ Sprint Distance event. Grace, what a great performance from someone who's known as a swimmer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Craig. Yeah, um, I think I, I even shocked myself out there over the weekend. And we've really, we've really noticed that your, your, your body shape is changing more towards a runner over the past year. So you must be really happy how your running's coming along. I'm I'm super stoked with how my running's come along. It's something that um, James and I have spent a lot of time working on. Like, yeah, you know, you were right to say traditionally, you know, I, I have been known as a swimmer and I, that has been known as my strength and, and run particularly my weakness. So um, to spend so much time working working on my, my run and then to see it all come together in a duathlon where you take away my strength, I was um, safe to say I was over the moon. <laughs> Fantastic. So going, you know, on the first run, Chloe Baitup got ahead of you there on that early on that run. And then you, you settled in on the bike. Tell us about how you're, how you were feeling during that first run and, and kind of how you settled into that bike ride. Um, well, what we've actually spent a lot of time working on is my, my race plans. And, you know, I knew, I knew, I knew going into the race, you know, you released the start list. I knew who was racing. And, and I know Chloe's a, a super fast runner and I know she likes to take runs out um, really quick at the start. So what sort of unfolded in that first run was was to be expected from me. And I, I, I knew I was riding really great coming back off the back of Worlds. I knew my ride was a strength of mine. So I just sort of wanted to maintain at least a 30 seconds worth of contact with, um, with Chloe in that first run. And then I knew that, you know, I'd, I'd settle in on the bike and just really, really hammer it as I did and tried to give myself um, a bit of a buffer coming on to the, to the second run because I, um, I knew she'd be coming hard. And I also knew Jordan, like I trained with Jordan every day and I knew she was also in fine run and ride form. So I knew she would be coming hard. So for me, it all sort of settled on just having a solid run and then a, an extra solid bike. Yeah, well done. And so on that final run, you, you look really comfortable out there. You know, did did you find that obviously you paced the first run and the cycle really well? Was that did that really allow you to come home strong on that final run? Yeah, yeah, it it, it did. I think I think the crucial thing to my whole race was actually pacing that that first run. You know, it's it's quite hard. You know, you, you're standing on the start line, and you know you're also standing with extenders, so we're lining up there with males as well, and it's hard to not get um you know, caught up in all the excitement of it all and the starts particularly quick. So it can be easy to take those sort of races out 
too hard, but I, I tried to pull myself back and settle into the first run. And then in the second run, same thing, settle in, back, back my fitness. Excellent. Well, congratulations on your win. Grace, what's next for you? Next for me, next for me, I, I just got my, um, my race schedule from James. So what's next for me? Doing um, a lot of the local races. I'm going to be racing Jackie Fairweather. I'm going to be racing a lot of the aquathons um, in the ACT. And then I'm also looking to get back to some ICU racing later on in the season and um, race some under-23 races. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time. And we'll see you uh, at Jackie Fairweather Memorial Try. Excellent. Thanks, Craig. We have Joshua Silverwood from Performance Triathlon Coaching, and he has just come off winning the novice category at the ACT Duathlon Champs. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks. You had a wonderful performance there at Stromlo last weekend. You started off, sort of held back a little bit in that first run and just stayed with the group? Yeah, I didn't want to like um, go too hard and like I tried to save some energy for the rest of the race. Yeah, that's really important. It's quite easy to get caught up in the hype in that first run when everyone's going fast off the start line. Yeah. Now, you had the fastest bike ride of the day by quite some distance. So, a sub-19 minute 10k bike. How did you feel yeah. on that ride? Uh, well, the ride was pretty hilly, so it was a bit tough. But um, my ride is like my strongest, so... Uh, it was like good to push out on that and get a good time. And do you prefer the uphills or maximizing the speed on the downhills? Uh, I actually like the uphills a lot more. I like um, pushing hard on the uphills and cruising down the downhills. Excellent. Now, when you got onto the final run, were you kind of thinking, oh, you know, are there any other competitors around or were you able to just really settle into your rhythm and, and focus on your running form? Uh, well, I go into my rhythm and focus on my running form, but like I always have that like thought of if someone's coming behind me. So I had that like thought the whole way, but I just kept running and tried to do my best. Yeah, well, and you did really, really well. So you won by just under four minutes, which is a fantastic achievement over a you know short distance event. What have you been working on over the last sort of six to twelve months? Because we've seen a huge uh, transformation and growth in your your racing yeah well i've been working on like most things but mainly my run and my swim because like uh my bike is my favorite and i'm happy to go out and ride but my run and stuff i have to make sure i focus and get that done so i've been trying to work on that to get that a bit better very good and so what's your focus going to be this summer uh, well, I'm hoping to like uh, go to Runaway Bay and train to get to that and do be competitive there. Excellent. Well, congratulations on your win at the ACT Duathlon Champs. We were very impressed with your performance and we look forward to seeing you continually progress over the next few months leading into the, the summer races here in Canberra and also in the Triathlon Australia National, um, National Series races. Yeah, thank you. here with the winner of the novice category at the ACT Duathlon Champs, Alakate Hussein. 
Congratulations, Allocate, on a fantastic race at Stromlo Forest Park last weekend. Thank you very much. It was a great race. Excellent. So you, you had a you had a very strong first run and kind of got out there in the lead a little bit. What what's it like, you know, at the start of a duathlon when everyone's kind of hustling to to get as fast as they can off the start line? It's it's tough to like start with them like and like start the race and then once you like once you've started you I just think through my race plan and like I get into a rhythm and just keep pushing. Yeah, that's really important. It's important to stick to your plan and not get caught up in the big hype, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. And so you you're out there, you get onto the bike, a very strong bike as well. What did you how did you find the course? The course was hilly, but I decided to push up the hills and have a fast bike leg because I prefer the bike over the run because I'm a stronger biker. Excellent, yes, and very, very good time there. So 21.17 for the 10K bike. And then you had a 4 minute 22 second final run. Did you feel like you had it under control starting the run or were you kind of worried about who was behind you and who might catch you on the run? Well, I wasn't worried about who was behind me or like someone catching me, but I was just sticking to my breathing pattern because my asthma was playing up a bit. But I just wanted to push hard through the run and just finish strong and what you know obviously it's very early in the season to be racing and you've got duathlon in the middle of winter what are you preparing for this summer um i'm preparing for the itu triathlon race series so that's your triathlon australian national junior series that goes through uh, and you'll be will you be coming down to canberra in january yeah i'll be coming to canberra i'll be going to devonport i'll be going to all Fantastic. That's great. Well, and, and what's, you know, for you, what has been the big thing you've been working on over the past year? The big thing, the biggest thing I've been working on is my run. I'm trying to improve my run and get, make stronger. And so I can pick up the pace and like be strong when I go into my run. Brilliant. Well, Allocate, congratulations on your win at the ACT Duathlon Champs. We look forward to seeing how you progress over the Triathlon Australia National Junior Series this summer. Um, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks very much for having me. Our sport cannot happen without the wonderful support of our various sponsors, and we have quite a few. Sport and Recreation Canberra, Triathlon Australia, Proximity, EY, Rolf Classic BMW, Sports Care and Physiotherapy, Canberra Southern Cross Club, The Runner Shop Canberra, Red Hill Super Express, H2O Marine RV, Lonsdale Street Cyclery, Elite Energy Events, Virgin Australia, Project Clothing, Training Peaks and Star Outdoor. And the last one I want to highlight, Star Outdoor. If you need a tent for your club or those cool little flags that you see popping up at all of our Triathlon ACT events, give those guys a call because they do a fantastic job and they look great. starting line so all this training can make you a bit sore and there are some really simple things that you can do to help alleviate that foam rollers and spiky balls and stretchy bands are your friend when it comes to self-massage and stretching so if I don't have one of those can I just pull out the old rolling pin out of the kitchen absolutely yep I use a rolling pin on my shins and golf balls golf balls work really really well they get into really all the tight spots in your hips and also helping rolling out your feet 
is it okay if a triathlete screams a little? Yes. It is good. It's great. And what else have we got happening there in from a self-massage point of view? Is that, uh, so if you, obviously if it's not improving, what should you do after that? If it's not improving, I would recommend heading to a sports physio or sports doctor. Yeah, so one of our great sponsors is Sports Care and Physiotherapy, so you can check them out as a potential opportunity there if you're feeling some of those niggles and tightness aren't quite being alleviated through stretching and the old self-massage, then you know, head along. Whistleblower, this is not about our technical officials wanting to blow their whistle, it is just ensuring that you have a safe, fair and enjoyable race. So hopefully you don't ever have to see a card or get a warning from our beautiful, amazing volunteer TOs. Now, our rule this week is what happens when you're being passed in a non-drafting cycle segment of a triathlon? This is rule 3.11E of the Triathlon Australia rulebook. Once passed on a cycle, a competitor must immediately commence to drop back out of the draft zone of the forward competitor before attempting to re-pass. A competitor is deemed to have been passed once the leading edge of the front wheel of the passing bicycle has moved in front of the leading edge of the front wheel of the past competitor's bicycle. Failure to observe this may result in a blue card time penalty for drafting. Now, 10 meter gaps, unless you're a pro, pros are 12 meters and some, some of the races there are now up to 20 meters. So you've only got 20 seconds to actually move through that draft zone. So it's important, once a competitor's wheel goes past yours, you must drop back. Um, obviously, if they get in front of you and slow down, that's a different ruling, that's blocking. So as long as they maintain their speed or continue to speed up, you must drop out of their zone. And you can't repass until you do that. Club spot. This time, we are talking with T3C and we have Megan Hall. Thanks, Greg. So um, let me tell you a little bit about T3C. We're a Canberra-based performance squad, and I'm gonna define performance squad as being individual athletes progressing along an improvement continuum to reach the goal that they would like to achieve in our sport. And this may be to represent um, triathlon at elite level, para-elite, age group, or even just being in the junior pathway, or actually just being fit. This program is supported by sports science and very experienced coaching. T3C is a squad that provides triathletes an environment in which each individual athlete has an opportunity to reach their ability and potential. And we do this with positive reinforcement um, and feedback to ensure our success. Uh, we are a very small squad and this allows us to be very focused on individualized planning and training. Um, which has shown in our results to date. Um, T3C is a team that works with principles, um, but is driven by values that each athlete has brought to our team. We are unique in that we are supported by outside services and that they bring an enormous amount of valuable knowledge to keeping our athletes on the journey of improvement. That's great. So, and you've also got a really good, you know, when you look at the athletes, they connect with each other really, really well. So yes, it's an individual sport, they've got their own goals, but the importance of having that social and community aspect of the club is still really important, isn't it? It is, and I think that's where we've brought in our principles, um, largely driven by myself, um, how I would like to see the team, um, their behaviors. 
But then we also turned it around and we brought all their values that they saw were really important for a team environment. So it brought the individuality to a great team environment. And just recently we had um, the whole team doing some kids, some of the younger kids maths homework together. So awesome. <laughs> so not only triathlon, but supportive in education as well, which is awesome. Better people make better athletes. Absolutely. What's happening here in Canberra? Well, we have the, the Novice Program starting. Bilby, the Bilby's Novice Program is starting on the 8th of October and so is the Vikings Novice Program. One week later, the Females in Training Novice Program kicks off on the 14th of October. The Shri Shimnoi Triple Try, 17th of November. Cracking race, one of a kind. On the 24th of November, we have the Dixon Aquathlon. Now we're gonna be launching that shortly and the official name is Emily. It is Splash and Dash. So get ready for the Splash and Dash. This is going to change your whole perception of what a triathlon or an aquathlon should look like. On the 30th of November, the Jackie Fairweather Memorial Triathlon. It's a World Champs qualifying event that will happen at Ron Terrace. Cool. And then the Sri Shimnoi National Capital Swim on the 1st of December. So the day after, you can come to camp. For those outside of Canberra, you can come and do two events across the weekend, come and stay the night and hang out in the beautiful heart of the nation's capital. Talking about capital actually, Capital Trilogy Triathlon will take place on the 18th and 19th of January 2020. And that there is the Australian Mixed Team Relay Club Championships, Mixed Team Relay Youth and Junior Championships. It's also got um, the national Australian National Youth and Junior Series events, and we've got athletes coming in from New Zealand, and we may even have some from Asia. It's gonna be a cracking weekend. We're here with Tracy Clinch, and one week after winning the ITU World Triathlon Championship Standard Distance for 30 to 34, she backs it up in the Ironman 70.3 World Championships in Nice, France, and Stepping up the distance and a real challenging course. She took it to the rest of the world and we'll tell you in a second how she did it. What a great performance. Tracy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Excellent. So here you are, you're recovering from your big race in Lausanne and then had to travel down to Nice. How was that week leading up to the big race in Nice? Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. I, I recovered actually really well from the first race. Um, James was on to us to make sure we did everything right. So just yeah, getting onto top of the recovery um, pretty quickly. I was able to access some um, cryotherapy um, chambers. So I did uh, three sessions in there, which I think really made a big difference as well. Beautiful. And the course down in Nice is one of, you know, we talked about Lasan being quite a challenging course, but Nice is a whole different ball game. Tell us about mm. the course that you're racing there in Nice. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the bike course was definitely one of the harder ones I've done. Um, so we started off with a um, rolling edge grip swim, which was a bit kinder in the water to me this time. I started probably a little bit further back than I should have. Um, but had a bit better start of the swim than I did the previous race. And then we went out on the bike. Uh, it was pretty flat for the first of 10Ks or so, and then just gradually crept up and crept up, and we're got to the peak at maybe 47 or so case into it um, and then really big lovely descent coming down the, the mountain um, and then back onto the flat came back in and out onto a, a nice flat run course 
And so, you know, your swimming is not your biggest strength. So we're, you know, obviously when you're going at a rolling wave start, you don't really know where you are in your, in your category. So what were you focusing on in this race? Yeah, you have no idea where you are. Um, I was just trying to really just settle into it as, as quick as I could. Um, you can sort of panic a little bit at the start of the race when it's a mass start and you're, you're getting beaten up a little bit like I did in the last race. So I was just really trying to bring it back to the, the basics that James always drums into us of focusing on your, your technique and, and breathing and just trying to relax as much as I could out there. Yeah, and so going on to the run, you've still got quite a few females ahead of you and it was pretty fascinating to watch online because we can see where you are against the rest of the field and obviously you're not really sure where you are but to see you tracking down and I can tell you James was a bit of a wreck today because I'm sure he went through a hell of a lot of nerves as you were sitting in fifth place with about 5k to go and he's tracking you maybe second potentially first so you definitely gave that poor boy a bit of a heart attack. Yeah. I know, I left it a bit late. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're sitting in fifth place. Tell us about that last 5K. Were you, were you feeling really strong where you could, were you just, mm. or where you could step it up and you're really trying to bring it home strong or were you just trying to hold on at that point? No, I was, I was feeling really good actually. Um, and as you said, you have no idea where you are when you're out on course. So um, I think, yeah, James is, is, taught me to believe in myself and really back my run. So I stuck to the, the race plan very well. I made sure I rode within myself. Um, and then I had permission with 10Ks to go to just to go for it. So I really, I felt good. So I just left it all out there and ran as hard as I could. And um, yeah, to find out I got up by six seconds is uh, pretty incredible. <laughs> so you, you're doing a whole half Ironman and you're racing for four hours, 56 minutes and six seconds and you win by just under seven seconds there so six just over six seconds and you know the poor girl from america we think she would have had it and you just stormed on home <laughs> yeah i know i didn't expect that in the the run that was a, a pretty big um, pb for me um so yeah coming off the bike and, and doing that i was pretty happy with it so in lasagne you had crowds really close to you but when you're down in nice you've got a much bigger course so what was the what was the the kind of atmosphere like in Nice compared to Lausanne? The race course here was incredible when you're in the, because it was a 2K, I'm sorry, a two lap course with a run. So it was probably quiet for the 5Ks that you were out of um, away from the finish line. But coming in close to the finish line, the crowd was incredible. There was a lot of people around, lots of cheer. Um, yeah, it, it was an incredible atmosphere to finish on. Yeah, wonderful. And and the Ironman is such a big machine as well, and you've got so many people around and and things cheering. Did you feel sort of some Aussie support out there, or was that you didn't quite get that this time? Probably not as much, and we weren't as identified, I guess, not being in the Australian uh, race suits this time around. Yeah, cool. And so Alan Gwynne had a good race, you know, a solid race as well. She, I think, she finished thirteenth. So that's great to have a teammate there. Um, having yeah, a great performance as well. You, you're both very new to triathlon and, and racing at that world level. So congratulations on another great performance and we'll see you back in Canberra soon. Oh, that sounds good. Thanks very much for the chat. We're here with Tim Burns from Fortitude Performance Coaching. He has just 
yesterday finished the Ironman 70.3 World Champs in Nice, France. Tim, how was the race for you? Well, Craig, uh, it was a lovely day. Uh, perfect conditions. Uh, swim was... Um, the water was fantastic, couldn't complain. It was a non-wetsuit swim. So the girls uh, had wetsuits the day before and the water temperature went up 1.2 degrees and they called their wetsuits. I'm not the best of, uh, of a swimmer. I normally do about 40 minutes. I think I swam about 50 minutes for the swim. Uh, then onto the bike and the bike is quite a challenging course for this race. It's probably the hardest 70.3 bike course I've ever done. Uh, harder than uh, Zell MC, um, which I did in 2015. Um, so in terms of the, the actual bike itself, it, um, it's essentially flat for the first 10 kilometres and then it starts to go up and it climbs consistently for about, to about 38 kilometres. And for about 9.5 kilometres, it's at about 7% with no reprieve. So you ascend to about 983 metres, go across a short saddle for about um, 5 kilometres, and then the descent begins. Uh, and it's quite a long descent. It descends for about 35 kilometres of constant downhill. And, um, and my choice of bike for this race was a road bike. Um, which I specced up with some um, big wheels and fire extensions, et cetera. And I think that um, was a good decision in terms of my extent because I was able to handle the bike quite well uh, and pass quite a few uh, athletes on time trial bikes. Um, however, doing the um, ascent on the mountain, um, I think I probably had my gearing on the clock, I was running a 25-11 and uh, a lot of other athletes were running probably 28 up to a 32 to get up uh, off the mountain, so that might have been against me, but I, but I handled it quite well going down and, uh, and there were some serious accidents uh, uh, that I'd seen um, uh, whilst descending. Um, one athlete went completely off the wall um, and rolled down a hill. Uh, another athlete hit a full fit in on the road and went completely over his bike. And I could constantly hear ambulance sirens the whole time. So uh, I was glad to get down the hill in one piece. And then essentially um, the last um, 10k, the race was dead flat um, into T2. Uh, and then the run starts and the run's a beautiful run. It goes along the promenade, along the along the ocean there, and it's uh, 5K down, 5K back, and you can do that twice. But, uh, but with my particular race, um, on the Thursday before, I was doing a light run, and I drained my left hamstring. It was a little bit sore. Uh, that sort of affected me going up the hill, and when I started the run, it was sore, and, and I just uh, sort of plodded along. I think it was about six minutes change for the... So I think I did about uh, 6.21 according to the results and um, although it's not my fastest time, it was certainly a very enjoyable race. Yeah, well, well done. It's a great experience. You know, very challenging course, as you said there, and 
and obviously with people crashing then then obviously some people weren't quite set up or had trained specifically for that race you, what were the you know obviously making that choice on a road bike what other key decisions kind of helped you have a very have, have a very good race apart from obviously the the hamstring coming into play I rode the whole course on the Tuesday um, so I think definitely riding the whole course um, and descending down and knowing what was ahead of me um, was definitely a big advantage so that was that was good and plus getting here about a week before the race and swimming in the Mediterranean each day and, and running along the course. It, it certainly did help. We've got a number of athletes just flew in on the Thursday, even the Friday before the race. Yeah, it's all about that planning and preparation. So well done. And what's next for you, Tim? Uh, my next on my next race is on the calendar, uh, Western Sydney, 70.3. Uh, Geelong 70.3 and then I'm thinking about um, having a crack at the Ironman distance for the ITU which I think is in the Netherlands next year. Fantastic. All right well congratulations on on completing the Ironman World 70.3 Championships over there in Nice and we look forward to seeing you back uh, training and, and racing in Canberra soon. That's great. Thanks Craig. I'm here with Monique Diabru from Performance Triathlon Coaching. She has just finished fifth in the 25 to 29 age group at the Ironman 70.3 World Triathlon Champs in Nice, France. Monique, a cracking day on Saturday. You performed really, really well. Tell us about what it was like to stand on the start line with so many people from around the world ready to race that championship. Yeah, look, it's really, it's incredible. Um, uh, it's amazing, like you, you know, you build up all year to the event, and um, I guess all the other girls on the start line, it's just the same. Um, and the competition is uh, incredibly deep. So, yeah, it was amazing to be on that start line. And so, you got to wear a wetsuit, and you're obviously going out and rolling starts. So, for you, did you kind of have an idea where you were in your category, or no idea for out the whole race? Um, not not really. So I did choose to start a little bit further up in the swim to try to have a bit more of an idea. Um, so while I was swimming, um, I was aware that I w was getting overtaken a little bit. So I did have quite an average swim on Saturday, unfortunately. But um, I guess that just made me hungry when I got out the water to just chase as hard as I could. So um, I ended up coming up 57th in the water. So I did have a big... Um, big gaps to catch and, you know, a lot of girls to chase down um, on the bike and the run. It's a very challenging course over there. So did that really suit your style of, of racing and your strengths as a cyclist? Um, yeah, I think so. I think the, the climbs was a, a good, good aspect for me. Um, I guess, though, in comparison to some of the, the European um, girls who have, you know, the chance to race on the climbs, they may have a slight advantage, but generally climbs do suit me better than just a, a flat course. So um, I think that worked and the, the descent as well, I think was good for me as well. I do enjoy um, the descent. So I think I could really attack that and caught up a few places um, coming down the mountain. So it's a nice technical descent and it, it's quite a scenic part of the world. But unfortunately, I'm sure when, you're, when you've got to focus on those technical descents, you don't get to check out the scenery too much. 
Yeah, yeah, totally right. It's a bit hard to take it all in sometimes when you just head down and um, pushing for every second. Now, going on to the run, which, you know, you're a very strong runner, not knowing where you kind of sit, were you, you know, were you sitting, were you really thinking about what pacing you hold or were you just going out to go like, you know what, I'm going to pick off one person at a time here? Um, yeah, I think it was pretty much on the run. I knew that I was still um, a little way back. So it was, I went out pretty hard and was hoping to just, you know, sustain a pace that I thought I would be able to. But unfortunately, um, probably about, I think, say 12K in, the pace just started to slow a little bit. And I think that was just down to the heat as well. It was incredibly hot out there um, on the promenade. And especially um, having started, I think, the second last wave, um, our age group was just right in the, the sun. So, yeah, it, the sun was definitely a big thing. Because we were tracking you and you could see in that first part of the run that you were, you're ticking off a number of your athletes in your category. And then, yeah, you kind of got to that was about nine or ten minutes away from the leader and I think you kind of held that spot uh, throughout the rest of the race. Yeah, I mean, the front girls, were they were just too strong on their day. Um, they all had incredible bikes and incredible runs, so, yeah, just just too good. <laughs> and what's next for you, Monique? Well, I think it's um, definitely a bit of reflection on the race and um, uh, I guess, yeah, just think about the season ahead, maybe... Uh, trying to work on some of the, the weaknesses that I found from the race. So I think it's a bit of replanning from here, sit down with the coach and um, map out the, the rest of the schedule. So did you have any ideas on which races you'd like to do next year? Is it go back to 70.3 Worlds or are you looking at stepping up to the Ironman distance? Um, to be honest, I'm still um, pretty happy racing 70.3s. I really want to see just how um, fast I can go really. So. Um, I was lucky enough to qualify in Canada Whistler for Tapo 2020. So, yep, so I'll be there next year at Worlds. <laughs> so it's definitely on the radar. Fantastic. And Taupo is a great place. You can actually drink the water while you're swimming. It's one of those unique parts of the world oh where the water is so clear that you can do that. A little bit different yeah. to Lake Burley Griffin. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> on your fifth place in 25 to 29 category and... We look forward to seeing your continued rise in the sport of triathlon. So well done. Thank you so much, Craig. We're here with Jesse Hansen from PTC. He just finished 57th in the 18 to 24 year old category on debut at the Ironman 70.3 World Championships in Nice, France. Jesse, you get up there on the start line and no wetsuits. What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a uh, disappointment, I guess, because swimming isn't my key strength. So obviously the wetsuit's a bit of comfort, um, you know, helps with the times. But um, we had actually, you know, we kind of expected it to not be wetsuit. So it was actually a little bit of a surprise when the women's ended up being wetsuit. Um, so we kind of, you know, I'd planned for it, thought it might happen. Um, so it wasn't a big spanner, you know, throwing a spanner in the works. It was, you know, just get on with the job. Everyone, everyone has the same thing to deal with. So, um, yeah, it wasn't too upsetting for me. So being at the, the big dance for the first time, what was it like to have so many incredible athletes around you 
when you're preparing, you know, in that last hour and when you're even on that start line getting ready to race? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you're there with the best of the best. So, uh, pretty honored to just be there on the start line with them. Um, especially now looking back at the times that some of them did is, uh, yeah, just astonishing. Um, so yeah, great experience, learnt a lot. Um, yeah, pretty lucky to be there. Fantastic. And so for you, you know, did you have a good swim? Were you happy with your swim? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I was actually pretty happy with my swim. I felt like, um, I paced pretty well. Um, you know, went hard, but didn't blow myself up. Um, and I mean, I felt like I was going all right. I was started towards the back, not really intentionally, just kind of ended up happening. Um, so I did, I was passing quite a few people and I think, you know, that helps the confidence as you're going through and, you know, when you're passing people, you, you're obviously going okay. So I was pretty happy. The conditions were nice. Um, water was beautiful. Um, yeah, so I was pretty happy. And what type of bike did you have? Were you riding a road bike or a TT bike? Yeah, so uh, a giant propel, so road bike with TT bars, um, which I think actually kind of probably was a good option for this race, I think, um, with the amount of climbing and descending. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not as good as a TT bike on the flat, but for this course, it's, it's hard to tell which way um would have been more beneficial and so for you being in france there it's pretty scenic in that nice area were you able to check out some of the sites on the bike course or were you just head down <laughs> hammer had yeah. the hammer on yeah well we drove the course a couple of days before the race and was just blown away at how beautiful it was like pure tour de france magic um yeah, was blown away that was actually there and getting to ride it. But I, I was saying to Mon after the race that um, I don't even remember it. I don't even remember most of the course. It was just yeah, head down, bum up, grinding away. <laughs> and and for you, like, was there quite a lot of support out on the bike, or was it mainly on the promenade during the run? Um, yeah, mainly mainly on the first bit of the promenade. That was that was just packed full of people you know at some points you're running past people that are only you know 30 centimeters away from you because they're packed in that tight um the bike was there was a few people along the way um but yeah there wasn't a whole lot of support out on the mountain but i mean it's a long cause you know you're not expecting it to be packed the whole way and for you did you feel that you got your pacing right on the run uh, yeah, the run, the run. I, I was a little bit disappointed with. Definitely not the run I think I'm capable of, and definitely not the run I've trained for. And um, I think my first few k's were alright, and then the heat really, really struggled with it in the end. And the aid stations were really packed along the run, so it really was quite difficult to get enough water in um, without, you know, stopping for a decent amount of time. So, um, yeah, reflect on what could have been done better. And then, you know, it's always going to be a pretty solid ask coming from Canberra winter to France summer to try and, you know, run along the promenade with the heat 
down on you after you've done a bike course like that. So can't expect too much in it being, it's only my third ever Ironman, so I can't expect too much, learnt a lot, um, but yeah, not quite what I was after. Yeah, it's good. Well, 57th in the world in the 18 to 24 category is a pretty impressive achievement. And being on your third 70.3 race, we look forward to seeing how your continued growth is in the sport. And we look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully getting a crack at Talpo 70.3 next year. Yeah, cheers. Thanks very much. Episode 9 was pretty huge, Emily. We had some great interviews with Tracy Clinch, Jesse Hanson, Monique Diabru, and Tim Burns all the way from Nice, France, where they competed at the Ironman 70.3 World Champs. They tore it up there, and Tracy Clinch claimed another world title. Yeah, she's on fire at the moment. It's really special to see. And it's pretty exciting. You know, we've got the novice club programs about to kick off in the next week or two. And, you know, they're, they're world-class. They're amazing environments for people starting out in the sport. Uh, so really, really good. Um, lots of tips and tricks there for you as well. And make sure you check out the Beginner Triathlon video series on the social media pages of Triathlon ACT. What's coming up for you in the next couple of weeks, Emily? Next couple of weeks? Well, we've got the... Oh, Jackie Fairweather is coming up pretty quick. That's not a couple of weeks, though. It's a little bit further it's away. It's a little bit further away, but lots of planning happening for that at the moment so and promotions. Much. Yes. So I'll also be, well, after school holidays, I'll be heading into the schools to do some little triathlon activations, which is pretty exciting. Excellent. So if you've got kids in schools or you are associated with schools and you think you know of a great school that would love to have a triathlon activation, activity in there and we do a fantastic swim bike run simulation lots of fun kids love it so if you know anyone get them to contact emily at triathlon act and that'll be admin at triathlon oh no it's not no, admin at act au. so that's admin at act.triathlon.org.au or give us a call on 62 604430. So have, make sure you're out there being nice and safe. Enjoy this warmer weather. Make sure you put some sunscreen on, keep well hydrated, and uh, just be careful of those pesky magpies that are uh, guarding their territory. We look forward to talking to you in another two weeks' time. Yep, see you then. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.